Hey folks, this is Jesse Hill, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell them about it. I'm incredibly grateful y'all help it to grow. Uh, as it has done pretty impressively the past couple months. For those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are financially supporting the podcast, thank you very much for your continued encouragement and support. Hope that this gets you through whatever part of your day you need it to, whether you're vacuuming or cleaning or changing diapers or getting ready for work or going to or from work or sitting on the porch in the evening or by a fire with a puppy dog like I am right now. Father, thank you for today, for you and your son, Jesus Christ, for the time to record this podcast, for the people that listen to it. Thank you for your love and your forgiveness, your grace and your mercy, for all your blessings, Father. Help me to speak only the words you want me to speak. Watch over those who listen to and share this podcast. Be with them and their families. Bless them indeed. Help us to help those that have less than we do. Help us to help our country turn back to you. Give us a strong faith, Lord. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to talk about education, which is not an unusual topic on this podcast. Uh, and the whole point of this podcast over the years, well, I guess the last two years almost, is to try and help the country turn back to our core principles, our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ and show that America was set up this way on purpose by our founders. Uh, in order really to hopefully avoid a second civil war. Uh, but if failing that, at least to have the hope that Lincoln did during the first one, that we're going to come out all right because God still has a purpose and a use for us as a nation, as a as a shining hill, city on a hill, a beacon of light to others. And I think it's 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 hard not to see. It's it's impossible if you know history at all. It's it's impossible, and you don't have blinders on, and and you have an open mind. It's impossible not to see the correlations between us today and uh, Nazi Germany in the 30s. Uh, really, we get kind of both halves. We get the, the Britons that didn't want to look at anything in the 30s, and we get the Germans that went along with it in the 30s, right? You got the two halves of the country kind of there. Uh, it's hard not to see comparisons to Stalinist Russia, uh, Maoist China, socialism, communism, Nazism, leftism, fascism. And... And so you see that and you go, man, we're headed toward a train wreck. And that train wreck likely has 
a physical fight slash war at the end of it because that's what's happened historically. And that is my opinion. I've said that on this podcast multiple times. I think that's where we're headed. Uh, I hope it's not. I hope that we manage to turn around before that. Uh, I think anything is possible with God. I think we've seen that throughout the history of our nation too, ironically, since we've decided to reject him today and or, or allow him to be rejected. But regardless of if we have a fight or not, if we manage to turn this thing around, one of the most important battles for our nation is going to be, is the battle for our children and future generations specifically fought in culture and education. And you, if you pay attention to it at all, you see that time and time and time again in media and entertainment uh, and branding of everything from M&Ms and Hershey bars to clothing, uh, TV shows, books, music. You, you see the evil values, the, the really core values of the godless left projected. They call it woke, right? But uh, I feel like that's a little bit too nice of a word. I use it every once in a while. I don't really like the word to begin with, but they're really just evil values, godless values. And so you see it in entertainment pretty clearly. Uh, and you, you're starting to see some people really wake up to the fact that it's been pushed in education for decades now. We go back to John Dewey on this podcast every few months and talk about, because he's considered the architect father of modern public education in America and look at his own writing and his own words back in the 1920s, a hundred years ago, laying out exactly what we're doing today to destroy the family, separate children from God and from their family. And so you see some people hopefully starting to wake up. I, I, you see that in the desire. I had a, a real good friend recently explain it this way. They said, everybody's on the train. And they know the train is headed toward an absolute wreck. And they were talking specifically about our involvement in sports with our children today and how much time we're giving to that, which we talk about frequently on the podcast too, versus how much time we're giving to more important things, uh, our faith, our marriages, right? And they said, everybody knows that we're, we're on the train. Everybody knows we're on the train. Everybody sees the trains heading for a wreck. And, but there's not enough people on the train to stop it, that are willing to, to stop it, to jump off the train. And so we just keep going this way. And they said, you know, one person here and there will jump off. But that's not enough to derail or slow down the train and stop it. And I, I kind of push back on that. I, I think that's exactly how you start to stop the train is the one or two people. And you see that. You see the homeschooling rate continue to rise. We're going to talk specifically about education today. Uh, but you, we'll, we'll attack entertainment at some point, too, because there's, there's a few encouraging trends there. Uh, very, very few, but there are a few folks. But you see this desire for alternative education, whether it's private school, 
but that really is extremely costly for most of the majority of Americans, whether it's charter schools, which you see a little bit of homeschool, which you continue to see increase, or now some of these virtual public schools, which it, it's not great because you're still under that system that has pushed and enabled these evil godless values. So it's got some issues, but talking to some of these parents and kids that are in these virtual schools, it gives them so much more interaction, so many more hours with their parents, with their family, with the neighborhood, their neighbors, their community, their church. It gives them that option to work, to be part of the community and not stuck in a box for longer and longer and longer, really just doing glorified or unglorified, depending, you talk to a teacher, you can ask their opinion, babysitting. And so what we're going to do today for just a few minutes, probably tomorrow too, is look at Benjamin Rush, who was one of our greatest founding fathers, uh, which says something because we had a phenomenal generation of founding men and women, fathers and mothers, and his, he was one of the greatest proponents of public education at that time. Knew it, it was needed, and it is needed, folks. The, the, the idea, I, I put the idea, the people that have the idea that we don't need public education, that it's a total sham in the same category as people that want to go down the route of the South and secede and just break off and give people that despise America, the left, any part of America. Uh, those are both failed attempts. We have tried secession before. Uh, it failed. Right. And, and yes, the South had an Achilles moral heel of slavery. Absolutely. That was a huge issue, but it still failed. It's a failed idea. It's not a good idea. Um, it's a horrible idea. Uh, the isolation mentality leading into World War Two. That's just an atrocious idea and completely doing away with public education where you're educating the masses. So public education did a great job. 80 years ago. Look at the products, phenomenal products. The problem isn't the idea of public education. The problem is the evil that has been allowed to come into it in the execution of public education. The day's too long, the year's too long. It's not centered on God and Jesus Christ first and foremost. The, the core evil values of the left have invaded public education. Whether you're talking about support for illegal immigration, LGBTQ relationships, feminism, critical race theory, identity politics, socialism, communism, all of those things. That's the problem. The problem is we're not teaching with the goal of producing productive citizens that are strengthening to our nation today. Right. So we're going to go back and look at Benjamin Rush. Uh, and these are some quotes. If I can find the title, this is uh, from a book he wrote, Essays, Literary, Moral, and Philosophical. And in this first part that we're going to read uh, today, this is On the Mode of Education. Uh, I think this is pages 8 through 12, and I'm going to pull a few random quotes here. The only foundation for useful education in a republic is to be laid in religion. 
Without this, there can be no virtue, and without virtue, there can be no liberty, and liberty is the object and life of all republican governments. Important to note here, without doubt, unequivocally, when he talks about religion, he's talking about Christianity, right? And and if you don't know that, we've talked about Benjamin Rush a number of times on this podcast, and that's... Absolutely. So when you hear that mentioned today, when you hear, when we're talking about that, you're not talking about Islam. You're not talking about mother nature, atheism, Buddhism, Hinduism, anything else. You're, he's, he's referring to Christianity, right? And so you see, if you don't have Christianity, right, as the core in education, there's not going to be any virtue. And if you don't have any virtue, there's not going to be any liberty. And liberty is the whole goal of a Republican form of government. And this echoes John Adams' quote, our second president, when he said that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It was wholly inadequate to the, to the government, governance of any other, right? You, you can't have America without a moral people. And, and that kind of echoes what we talked about recently as far as voting goes. Uh, I think it was President Garfield, right? Uh, you know, if if you look up and all of a sudden you have this really immoral body in Congress, well, what does that tell you about the citizens of that nation? Well, it tells you that they're immoral. It tells you that they're corrupt. It tells you that we as a people are decadent and fat and lazy and stupid and whatever else, whatever you want to use about because the people we elect, they're just a reflection of us as a nation. They're just a reflection of us as a whole, as a nation. You can't have liberty. And, and, and really, the, probably the best one is the, the verse out of the New Testament talking about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You, you can't have liberty without Jesus Christ. And, and so, so this idea, I, I can't help but hammer this uh, dead horse that's not dead because it's still up and running around or we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. The people that say I'm fiscally conservative but socially liberal, hey, that's that's a non-starter. That's an impossibility because eventually your lack of morals, your lack of virtue, your lack of character is going to come shining through in fiscal areas, right? And then the idea that the left says that this isn't a Christian nation, which we debunk all the time on this podcast. Uh, and so therefore they go, well, we don't need Christianity in in order to have a successful republic, that's just simply patently false. And we see that today because we are failing. It is foreign to my purpose to hint at the arguments which establish the truth of the Christian revelation. My only belief or benefit is to declare that all its doctrines and precepts are calculated to promote the happiness of society and the safety and well-being of civil government. A Christian cannot fail of being a Republican, not Republican Party folks. This isn't Republican Democrat. This is Republican as in I live in a republic, which we were set up that way. The history of the creation of man and the relation of our species to each other by birth, which is recorded in the Old Testament, is the best refutation that can be given to the divine right of kings and the strongest argument that can be used in favor of the original and natural equality of all mankind. A Christian, I say again, cannot fail of being a Republican. 
for every precept of the gospel inculcates those degrees of humility, self-denial, and brotherly kindness, which are directly opposed to the pride of monarchy and the pageantry of court. A Christian cannot fail of being useful to the republic, for his religion teaches him that no man liveth to himself. And lastly, a Christian cannot fail of being holy and offensive, for his religion teaches him in all things to do to others what he would with in like circumstances they should do to him. Wish in like circumstances they should do to him. <laughs> There's a lot there, folks. So, uh, first, if you're going to promote happiness in society and safety and well-being of civil government, you've got to have those principles of Christ. And if you are a Christian, you can't fail of being a Republican, uh, supportive of a republic. And so you see that a lot today. You have a lot of Christians that are claim they claim to follow Christ, but they support the left and how they vote and how they act. Well, that's impossible. Rush talks about that. You can't do it. Uh, and if you really want that safety and happiness, and this goes back to what we talk about often on the podcast, you don't have to be Christian in order to be an American. Freedom of religion gives you the right to worship uh, the one true God, to worship a false God, to decide to reject God and not worship him. But as a nation, publicly, we have to follow those principles of Christ for this republic to be successful. And when we don't, we fail. Right. And so you look at, he talks about the history of creation of man, the relation of our species to each other, which is recorded in the Old Testament of the Bible, is the best way to refute the divine right of kings because it is in favor of this natural equality of all mankind, which you see in our declaration. All men are created equal, given certain unalienable rights by the creator, by God. And so that's where we started. That's the basis. Our rights come from God, God, the father of Jesus Christ, the son and the Holy Spirit. And all men are created equal, right? Let me check on time here real quick. Oof. I'll tell you what. We'll call it there. We'll finish this uh, quote tomorrow, and we'll talk a little bit more about one or two others tomorrow, too. Uh, it's a great little book by Benjamin Rush. Again, one of our premier founding fathers. Uh, I was trying to find it. Oh, this is from... 19, or 1798. So, at any rate, thank y'all. Sure do appreciate it. Hope y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever's left of your day. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.